Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Schoenstatt Way of Life podcast. I am your host, Julia Manin, and this is the podcast for December of 2019. Already, my friends, we have come to the end of another year. We are in the heart of the Advent season, all anxiously and eagerly awaiting the birth of our Savior. And so this today's podcast, I mean, probably without question, since we are in the heart of Advent and we are preparing our hearts and most likely our homes for the coming of our Lord, I feel like it's 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 especially important for us to spend some time thinking about Mary, Mary's mission and, and where Mary's role is at, especially, I mean, can you, can you journey through Advent without thinking about Mary? I mean, it's kind of impossible, isn't it? I mean, how can we think about the birth of our Savior without thinking about the mother who gave birth to him? So anyway, so today we're going to talk about Mary's mission. That's going to be our topic for the episode today. And before we go any further, before we dive into our topic, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. Today we are going to open with the great prayer, the the words of um, our Blessed Mother Mary at the visitation upon hearing Elizabeth's words to her as, as Elizabeth is greeting her and, and the infant in her womb, and of course, Mary's great response in the prayer, the Canticle of Mary. So let's pray that together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel. For he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my goodness, that prayer, those words are so beautiful. We could probably do an entire podcast just on that prayer, if we're being honest. It's just, it's beautiful. And again, just that this is Advent and and we're preparing for the birth of our Lord and we're bringing Mary into it. I thought this might be a fitting way to get us started on the podcast today. So enough about that. Let's backtrack just a little bit. Were you guys able to tune into last month's podcast? Last month, the podcast for November of 2019, when I brought on the co-authors of the book Mother Thrice Admirable, an introduction to the Mariology of Father Joseph Kentenich. Um, If you were not able to tune into that, perhaps you can go back and tune into that now. I had on with me as guests, Sister Danielle Peters and Father John Larson, who co-authored that book, and we spent some time talking about how that came together. And today's inspiration... Actually, I'm pulling it from this book as well. That's why I'm bringing it up again. I wanted to read you something that's at the very end of this book. This is in their conclusion that they're coming to. There's a paragraph. And if you have the book in front of you and you want to follow along, you're a visual learner like me, I am reading from page 152 in in their book, Mother Thrice Admirable. So let me read that to you now, and then we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. As a remedy to the crises prevalent today, Father Kentenich suggested that a consecration to Mary would lead to an increased and organic love of God and neighbor. A recognized form of Marian consecration in the church, Schoenstatt's covenant of love, is an expression, means, and safeguard of the covenant with God sealed with each Christian at baptism. 
It was Father Kentenich's conviction that a Marian consecration, to the extent that it is integrated in the spirituality and pastoral ministry of the individual, will eventually impress Marian features upon the church and the world. This is so because Mary's exemplary personality and her maternal commission culminate in her being and acting as our educator. Father Kentenich asserted that, like any mother, Mary's educational task aims at the whole person, including the natural, rational, and supernatural life. Education, insofar as it is motivated by love, has a uniting and assimilating effect and gradually results in a Marian attitude or demeanor. Moreover, Mary's mission as educator points to her yes, to Christ, to redemption, and to the new covenant, a yes that she spoke as a representative for humanity. Thus, Mary's task as our mother and educator is to awaken within us receptivity, surrender, and love for Christ similar to her own. Father Kentenich reasoned that authentic evangelization is participation in Mary's mission to bring Christ to the world and to serve Christ in the world of today. There's a lot in here. We're not going to dissect it all. In particularly, in particular, I want us to pay attention to what it's saying about what happens in a Marian consecration and what that has to do with Mary's mission. First of all, let me tell you a story. I was um, on social media, this has been a few months ago, and in one of the groups I belong to, the question was posed by somebody um, who was looking for recommendations in terms of how she could grow in her spiritual life. She admitted that she, um, though she was participating in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, she didn't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, and she was looking for recommendations, looking for books that she might be able to read or, or Bible studies that might be good for her to grow in her relationship with Christ. So as you can imagine, this this feed that was that was going on this group's page was with all these different books, all these different novenas, all these different saints to possibly bring on into her life as intercessors, and they were all d- different podcasts to listen to, um, Bible studies to participate in, and they were all really good suggestions. And I have to admit that as I was reading the thread, I was thinking in my own life like some of my top five books and wondering which one of those I might offer to her as a recommendation, one one of the top five that was helpful in my own journey. And then before I went to type my response, I had this aha moment, like, oh my gosh, duh. Why wouldn't the first thing we recommend to somebody who's in that situation, why wouldn't our first recommendation be, have you consecrated yourself to the Blessed Mother? Perhaps you might pray about doing that. I mean, here I am, and this was a few months ago. I was actually preparing to record uh, the Shunstop podcast for that month on that day. I was thinking about Shunstop. I have my Shunstop books all over my desk. I'm reading this thread, and that was, was not my first thought to tell her to perhaps consider consecrating herself to the Blessed Mother. And I share that with you, not because, um, you know, I like to pick on myself, but because I think that even those of us who are very active in the movement, who have consecrated ourselves to the Blessed Mother, who have invited her into the covenant of, of love and invited her into our covenantal relationship with, with God through the covenant of love, we m- maybe perhaps we don't by default 
when somebody comes to us searching, say, hey, have you thought about consecrating yourself to the Blessed Mother? And I don't know why that is. I'm not going to get into that today. There could be a multiple of other reasons. And and maybe with me, it was just because she specifically said books. And so I wasn't thinking anything besides books. But still, the point remains, I think each of us should perhaps think about that and wonder about that. And certainly if somebody is looking for ways to grow in their relationship, that that might be something, it, it probably should be something we offer as a recommendation, con- some sort of consecration to the Blessed Mother. And of course, through the Shunstop movement, we have the covenant of love. And there's a depth to that um, that is unlike any other form of, conse- of consecration that we have in our church. Um, but still, any consecration to the Blessed Mother is a consecration to the Blessed Mother. And so all is well and good. And so I offer that um, as just perhaps a reminder, maybe you can all learn from my mistakes, and we can learn from each other that maybe maybe we can be can train ourselves that by default we're offering that as a recommendation to those who are who are searching who are who want to grow in their relationships with Christ. Um, so back to the quote I read from the book Mother Thrice Admirable. There's one thing I want to point out. One thing I want to reread. So this whole paragraph is talking about when we consecrate ourselves to the Blessed Mother. In essence, what Father Kensnick is saying is we will become more like Mary. Okay, we become quote unquote, little Mary's, right? And then Mary's mission, right? Mary's mission, which was to bring Christ into this world and to serve Christ in this world, then becomes our mission, that we are then tasked with this mission of bringing Christ into the world in which we live and serving him in this world in which we live right? So I'm going to reread one of the sentences from that paragraph. Mary's task as our mother and educator is to awaken within us receptivity, surrender, and love for Christ similar to our own. Let's just focus on those three things. They are so profound, so deep, and so powerful. First, receptivity, Mary's task as our mother and educator is to awaken within us receptivity, that we might be open to the Lord Jesus, that we might be open to receiving these graces of God, that that we become these, these, you know, these sponges that are just waiting to soak all of this up, that we're receptive to it. And then, of course, is to awaken within us surrender, right? Her fiat becomes our fiat, Right? She totally surrendered herself to God's will and, and total trust and total and total surrender gave her yes. And when we consecrate ourselves to her and we become more and more like her, then we learn how to surrender ourselves like she surrendered herself, right? And then of course, love for Christ similar to her own. I mean, who loves a child more than the child's mother, right? And so Mary's job when we invite her into our hearts is to awaken this within us as well, right? That's her task as our mother and our educator that we begin to love love her son the way that she loves her son. And I have to be honest with you, I share my um, conversion story often when I'm out and about speaking and um, nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm sharing my journey in Shunstadt and I'm sharing all these gifts, all these graces, all these miracles that have been given to me through the Blessed Mother's intercession and, and through the grace of God. And I often end my conversion after, after listing all of these um, miraculous graces that I've received over the years and end it by saying as great as all of this was, as great as all of these graces I received have been, and as miraculous as they all are, the biggest grace I have received in, in this from this movement, from consecrating myself to the Blessed Mother, from making this covenant of love and inviting the Blessed Mother in, is hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, the love that I have for the Lord Jesus. 
out of all the graces, out of everything I've received, and I'm including the miracle of, of my son in that list because it was through her hands and through her prayers that, that I was even able to get pregnant. I'm including that in that list. Above all of these things, the biggest grace I, re- I have received is just this love I have for the Lord Jesus Christ, for her son, our Savior. And so this is what this book reminds us of, is this is the, this is the essence behind Mary and consecration and behind the covenant of love, that Mary takes us, we, Mary takes us on as her own child, and she, as our mother and our educator, awakens these, these things within us, the receptivity, surrender, and a love for Christ similar to her own. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? And then so going back to that share that story I shared with you, shouldn't we, people who are living this covenantal life, people who have consecrated ourselves to the Blessed Mother, even if we're not super active in the movement, even if we're not leaders in the movement and we're not, you know, we're not, we're not super active in many ways, shouldn't we by default become people who encourage others to invite the Blessed Mother in, to become devoted to the Blessed Mother? And on uh, one step further than that, to consecrate themselves in some way to the Blessed Mother through some sort of Marian consecration that's approved in the church. Shouldn't we become people who by default are doing this? Yes? So this is kind of the, th- the theme of today, talking about Mary's mission. Mary's mission was to bring Christ into this world, to serve him right? And Mary's mission with us is, is essentially the same, that, that we take on Mary's missions. We are to bring Christ into the world and to serve him. Okay, that's coming from that book that I just read you. Um, again, that's Sister Danielle Peters and Father John Larson's book, Mother Thrice Admirable, An Introduction to the Mariology of Father Joseph Kentonick. So wrapping this up, wrapping this theme of Mary's mission as we journey through the season of Advent, as we prepare our hearts for the coming of our Savior, thinking about Mary's role in all of this, thinking about Mary's mission, tying that into our mission and what we are here to do. And of course, we, we've we made our consecrations. We're in this covenant of love with her. And so her mission becomes our mission. And as we grow and mature and develop in our relationships with the Lord, we become more and more like Mary, which is this beautiful thing, this idea of the little Mary, right? This is what this movement teaches us, the little Mary. So with all of that in mind, I want to read you something from my own book. Um, My book is called The World is Noisy, God Whispers. And I, I have two books now. My first book, though, volume one, is a collection of journal and journal reflection or reflections from my journal. Okay, there's like 191 reflections that are in my first book. And this quote I want to read to you is from one of the very first reflections. It's from reflection number five. So it's right in the beginning of the book. And it's a reflection called the shortcut. I'm not going to read you the entire reflection today. But the essence of the reflection is is me um, finding a quote unquote shortcut in the spiritual life through consecrating myself to the Blessed Mother. But there's one little quote I want to read to you in this tying into Mary's mission. Um, You can say what you want about Mary. Over the years, there's been a lot of confusion about her and about her role. But to me, this role has always been easy to understand. Mary's mission on earth was to bear Christ, to bring him into this world and to raise him. Mary's mission in eternity is to raise us, to bring us into God's world, heaven. I go on to say, some will doubt the simplicity. Some will argue that no one comes to the Father except through the Son, which is quoting John 14, 6. And I would like to second that by saying, of course no one does. But why do so many of us assume that there is only one way to the Son? In my life, Mary was the way to the Son. 
And I'm sure that there are many of you listening today who have consecrated yourselves to the Blessed Mother, who are in this covenant of love, who are living out your your covenant demands faithfully, who would say the same, that Mary becomes a shortcut, right? A shortcut into our, in our relationship with the Lord Jesus. So I'm going to read you those words from my book one more time. Mary's mission in eternity, I'm sorry, Mary's mission on earth was to bear Christ, to bring him into this world and to raise him. Mary's mission in eternity is to raise us, to bring us into God's world, heaven. And so let's sit with that as we we finish out these days of Advent, as we begin our celebration of Christmas, welcoming the Lord Jesus, welcoming the birth of our Savior into the world again. And let us think about what this really means, that as people who have entered into a covenantal relationship with the Blessed Mother, that her mission becomes our mission, that we are to bring Christ into this world that we are to serve him in this world as she served him. And let us trust that Mary will awaken those things in us that need to be awakened. This, she will make us receptive. She will teach us how to surrender, right? And she will fill us with a love that she has for her son, which is, you know, perhaps, at least in my life, the greatest grace of them all, okay? So all something to sit with. I want to read to you as we bring this to a close a quote from St. Louis de Montfort. And of course, St. Louis de Montfort was, was he the first to actually begin these Marian consecrations? Anyway, yes, I think so. But yes, you know, that, that comes this devotion to him. Um, he was a powerful um, instrument in the, Lord's, in the Lord's hands, bringing this, this Marian devotion into, into our lives as uh, Christians and Catholics. So he is quoted as saying, when the Holy Spirit finds that his soul has drawn close to Mary, his dear and inseparable spouse, he quickens his activity of forming Jesus Christ in it. I read that one more time. When the Holy Spirit finds that a soul has drawn close to Mary, his dear and inseparable spouse, he quickens his activity of forming Jesus Christ in it. Perhaps you will find, like I have found in my own life, that Mary is indeed a shortcut. She is indeed the shortcut to the Lord's arms to his love, to his mercy. And so might we all be better apt to encourage our loved ones and those seeking the Lord, those sincerely seeking him. Might we be more, um, more by default led to encourage these people to enter into a consecration with the Blessed Mother. Okay? All right, so that's going to wrap things up again for another month. Um, if you want to stay in touch with me between podcasts, you can go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com. There's a contact me page and you can reach out to me through there if you're interested in buying either of my books. Again, you can find those on my website, theworldisnoisy.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at Julia Monin Author and certainly you can uh, message me through Facebook as well. And in the meantime, please know that I do wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and know that you are in my prayers in a special way. And I humbly ask that you might pray for me and keep me in your prayers as well. And now as our closing prayer, what I want to pray together is the prayer that we find in our 
Shouldn't Stop Movement's leaflet of prayers, the imitation of Mary, which thinking about everything we talked about today, Mary's mission becoming our mission, that as we grow in our relationship with her, as we we spend more and more years in our covenantal relationship with her and after our consecration to her, we become more and more like her, right? And so let's think of that and ponder about that as we pray this prayer together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us walk like you through life. Let us mirror you forever. Strong and noble, meek and mild, peace and love be our endeavor. Walk in us through our world. Make it ready for the Lord. Think in me, O Mother, that my thoughts be clear and bright. Speak in me, O Mother, that my speech be true and right. Work in me, O Mother. My work is then well done. Then holy is my labor my rest, a holy one. You penetrate my being, fill every part of me, that all your ways and conduct in me each one can see. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.